Okay, ready? Ready, 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 ready? There we go. Welcome to Redefine Your Finances. My name is Christian Axelsen. I was born and raised in Denmark, but that's not really relevant to this episode, so we'll just skip over that real quick. Today, we're going to talk about something that uh, can put some to sleep, but if you don't deal with it, uh, you're never going to get to that place of financial freedom. We're going to talk about um, clarifying what your income is and what your true expenses are. We are joined today again by our dear friend, Pastor Craig. And um, I wanted to start with a very important topic here, which is the biblical um, contentment. Ah, uh, because yeah, yeah. Pastor Craig, um, one of the, the, the issues with our mentality as humans is that we always want just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Just... Just, it's just not enough. So w- what does the Bible say about being content? Mm. The, you know, and there's a lot of it, and there's a lot about it that's fascinating to me because Paul wrote about contentment from a prison. He was in a Roman wow. prison. I mean, it was a dump. And really it just means enjoying what God gives you, Yeah. whether you have a little or a lot. There yeah. are people with a little that are miserable. There are people with a lot that are miserable, and vice versa. So it's the idea of having what you need, not necessarily what you want, because yeah. sometimes what you want actually drives contentment away. And and I would say um, it's always been difficult. Uh, it's always been a challenge to our nature to be content. But but in today's day and age with social media, um, it's so much harder. I, I, I will confess that I had to take myself off of Instagram because I found myself getting deep into these uh, Instagram feeds or whatever it's called of really fancy houses. <laughs> and I found myself like on a Saturday afternoon getting depressed that I didn't live in that house. And and I just realized I was so convicted that I, I'm blessed mm. and, and, and I have a wonderful life. And for me to spend one minute depressed about not having that person's uh, uh, house is just the silliest thing ever. Um, but... To, to be content, um, h- how do you get there? Well, if, 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 if you find yourself in, in a constant state of envy uh, or a constant state of wanting more, um, what's a good first step towards that? Well, I think the first step is to want to be content, to yeah. say, I don't really want to be trapped in my knowing I'll never have enough or I'll never get enough or I never go enough places. That's a, that is, it's, it's an addiction. I mean, it starts you down a path and... And you can't make it any easier. Yeah, that's good. The, the, the pastor and author, Mark Batterson, often talks about uh, gratitude journals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a, yep. a, a, a yep. wonderful context to, to specifically remind yourself uh, over and over again about all of the things in your life or the, the people aspects where God has blessed you. Yeah, in Boss Camp is another one, Thousand Gifts. And, yeah. you know, I. My dad passed away a few months ago, and I think back on how, we, and we were close, and I called him every day and things like that, but when he passed, I realized what I lost. Sometimes that's the thing about contentment. If you don't choose contentment, yeah. you won't realize what you missed until it's gone. Yeah. So choose it now while you've got it. Look for things. Have, you know, Look for the joy in the sunset. Karen, my wife, Karen, we were talking about this actually sunrise this morning when we were wow. coming on. Yeah. And she just said, look at the sun. You know, just pay attention to little things, friendships. Mm. You know, having a cup of coffee. You know, it just Absolutely. it doesn't have to be expensive. Learn to cultivate enjoyment. That's awesome. 
So in the last episode, uh, you and I talked about one of the first steps towards financial freedom is to acknowledge your current reality. And, and, and the episode, we call it Face Your Debts. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we're going to talk about that next practical step, which is not only facing your debts, but also getting a good sense of um, how much do you take in, what is your income, mm-hmm. and what are your expenses. Mm-hmm. Give, us, give us some practical examples of how to go about that. Okay. Yeah, what comes in, what goes out. You know, the yeah. practical side is, and I like to say, take a couple of months. You could do it in a month, but take a couple of months and look at all the money that came in. Pull out your checkbook, you know, get out your your bank statements, whatever. You yeah. know, if you are, are a server at a restaurant, you look at your cash receipt, you know, whatever. Figure out what it is that came in. And then during that same period of time, what did you spend and what did you spend it on? Not just the total, but what did you spend it on? That's why I put forms in the in my little book yeah. so you could jot it down. But you could do it with a yellow pad and just write it down because what you're looking for are patterns, tendencies. You're looking for, do I do I buy more of this than that? And yeah. you're looking for spots that, that in order to get out of debt, you're going to have to go through a period of discipline. So everybody just relax. It, it's not easy, but you will get through it. So if you'll, you'll go through this discipline now, it's going to lead you to freedom later. That's you just awesome. got to know where to start. That's awesome. I, I know that some of our younger listeners might hear the word, look at your checkbook and freak out and think, <laughs> I don't have a checkbook. And, and um, we are not sponsored by any uh, corporation and we don't, we don't promote anything. But I, I would uh, share a tool that I've used for several years. It's called mint.com, yeah. M-I-N-T.com. Yeah. And, and um, the, the, the simple tool is that you can connect like your credit cards or your debit card, and then you can go in and look at what are you spending. So I've had the habit for years to, I have a reminder, I think it's every Friday afternoon, I'll go in to mint.com and it'll load all my expenses and I'll look through them. And I do it for a couple of reasons. Uh, I do it uh, kind of worst case scenario to see if there's any fraud. Did anybody steal my credit card or my credit score? Anything like that where, wait a second, we didn't buy that. And once in a while, uh, I'll, I'll probably take like a screenshot of an expense and I'll text it to my wife and I'll go, is that you? And, and she might have been in a shop that I didn't know the name <laughs> of. And, 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 and every time we've never found anything that was fraud. And it was like, yeah, I went to that little shop or whatever it might be. But it, it's, a good, uh, it's a good habit and it's a healthy discipline for us to kind of just have awareness of what we yeah. spend. Right. And, and you can do, uh, you, you start getting this, this image when you're looking every week, you, you, you start realizing uh, what shops you, you spend a lot of money yep. in, where mm-hmm. you go a lot. Um, and it's 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 it can be uh, surprising sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when you start doing it. Going, do I really go to Starbucks that many times a week? I'm, this is just a hypothetical. Of course, that doesn't go for me. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. Um, but yeah, I, I think Mint.com is a really good uh, free tool that gives you access. Just don't sign off for any of the credit cards that yeah. trying to uh, sell you every time. You know, and I don't touch our checkbook. Maybe yeah. once a month, twice a month. I'm with you. I go online. Use the online tools. You know, if you use a debit card, one of the things that's tricky about a debit card is you usually just pay attention to your total, what's left. So, and that's not wrong. And, and ultimately, if you stay ahead of whatever, you know, you don't over overdraft. You can't overdraft it, but it, that's. But it's not good enough. If you're wanting to make progress, you got to look and you got to know more. And once you know more, you got to look for those patterns, and then. 
you start to make some adjustments. Yeah, I, it reminds me. I've I've had this conversation with my kids. They're fourteen and twelve now. But 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 for several years, uh, the the first lesson we learned was the best way to never get into debt, or if you are in debt, to get out of debt is spend less than what you make. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that the first, as, as simple as it sounds, figure mm-hmm. out how much money comes into your account every month yeah. and how much comes out. And, and if, if the spending is higher uh, on a consistent basis, then you have an issue. Uh, you can budget all you want. You're going to just dig yourself deeper. So yeah. one of the things is you get clarity about Am I spending more than I'm taking in? And if that's not um, if that's not right sized, then we're never gonna get uh, to financial freedom, isn't that yeah, right? Yeah, it's almost. This is gonna sound silly, but it's almost impossible to spend more than you make, except if you use a credit card. Yep. So that's one of the ways that I think if you study the credit card, that's usually where you find out where your weaknesses are, where you're easily tempted, and so yeah. you just get in the habit of looking at what you're spending yeah. and then deciding, do I need that now? Can I put that off? Can I do without it? Can yeah. I pay less? There's this term that, that is not very popular in, in America called delayed gratification. Your willingness or discipline to not buy what you want today, but say, maybe I'll buy mm-hmm. it next month or maybe I'll buy it two years from now yeah. when I can really afford it. Maybe that's the house that you want or the car that you want or the next tech gadget that is super shiny and the advertisements are telling you if you don't buy it, then you're not really cool. Uh, but is, is, are there things in your life that you might have to say not today? Well, here's what's happened. I've done this. It works. I'm just telling you. I call it the three-day rule. So, yeah. And here's what, here's what marketers count on. I used to teach marketing in grad school. Is They count on impulse buys. An impulse buy is a decision in the spur of the moment to make a spending decision, yeah. and it's going to almost have to be used with a credit card. You could carry cash, but most people don't. So here's the deal. When you're tempted to make an impulse buy, something you didn't plan, I call it the three-day rule. Make yourself wait three days. I'm telling you, 95% of the time, That's awesome. you'll forget all about it in three days. So here are the two takeaways from today's episode. One is figure out how much money comes in every month yep. and how much money do you spend. And if there's a negative trend, as in you spend more than what you take in every month, you have to make some adjustments. And then try it out. Try it out what Pastor Craig just uh, suggested, the three-day rule. When you want to buy that thing, wait for three days. It'll do wonders for your expenses. Thank you for listening to Redefine Your Finances. Join us uh, in the next episode where we'll be talking about the B word, budgeting. For more resources, go to our website, calvarynaperville.org forward slash finances. That's calvarynaperville.org forward slash finances.